everybody, this is Vandrina. And this is Joel. And welcome back to the I Died the Day I Loved You podcast. You just heard the episode, Miscommunication is Key, where we talk about some of the events that led up to our first of several, if there are more than one, breakups. And so uh, let's get right into, you know, how things started to be, I guess the beginning of the end, you could say. And... Uh, how they so, just kept breaking my rules. <laughs> Go ahead. Take it away. So, have you met my mother and Jeff at this point? Your mother, yes. I had met all your family. I had met your mother, father, sister, brother, Gigi, and Tommy by this point. At least once. Well, uh, yeah, I had met your parents a couple times because we would hang out over at your house. So, yeah, I definitely had met your mom. Jeff... I believe I'd only met once because I remember you had picked him up and you drove him to the Babies R Us up in Gwinnett yeah. and he had to like get something for a baby shower or something. And then we drove him back to Atlanta and dropped him off at somebody's house for a baby shower. We didn't pick him up. He just was like, I just need a ride there. And he sat in the back and then I was, you know, I was asking him stuff because I was listening. I remember I was listening to the Cowboy Bebop soundtrack and I was like, because he's from China, but I just knew he was an Asian kid. And I was like, do you speak Japanese? And he was like, not really. I was like, oh, because I need somebody to translate these lyrics to these Cowboy Bebop songs. He's like, no, I, I speak Chinese. I don't speak Japanese or Korean or anything. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then that was like the extent of that. But I don't really remember if I met him any other time before that. So I knew Jeff back in high school before, um, before all of this. And he was... Um, not a Christian at that moment, which was interesting. And then um, we hung out playing role-playing games and stuff like that. But he, I think he was a year older than me. I thought he was your age or your brother's age because he, he hangs out with your brother's friends. Like, he, I don't know. He just acts very juvenile. He's super juvenile. He, he reacts very intensely. He everything. reminds me of an Asian version of your brother. Like they they it's look similarly. They look that. similarly. They're built similarly. Their their maturity level is so very I believe, low. <laughs> I believe that he met my brother probably more at Grace Midtown. Okay. But you know what? I also remember. So they didn't hang out at Parkview together. No, definitely not. Okay. I think I remember Z having a D and D game at Georgia Tech. Okay. And me and my brother and Jeff were all there, and we did that for almost a whole, like, two semesters. Okay. So that's how... Yeah, I... See, because, I mean, I know... I went to Grace Midtown a couple of times with you, uh, which it's an extension of Grace Christian Church? It's just Grace. It's a non-denominational church. Anyway, the the students there, a lot of them were Georgia Tech students. A lot of them were, like, 20-somethings. I've kind of delved over... Delved? I've talked about it before and how they were very judgy because uh, that's where I met yeah. Matt Carson and all of them. And the only like fun, cool, whatever moment, happy, memorable moment I had was when we were having Bible study and they were like, uh, they couldn't remember the word for giving animal or giving human traits to animals. And, um, oh God, and now I forgot. <laughs> Anthropomorphizing. Yeah, I was like, it was, oh, it's anthropomorphizing. Because I said it at work all the time because I was at the aquarium. He's like, oh my God, how do you know that word? And that was the extent of that. But yeah, I know that he hung out with the, the Grace crew 
And I remember I saw him around with your brother. I think they're still friends. Because I've seen... You see and hear things through the grapevine. So I think he's still friends with your siblings and all yeah, of them. Yeah, all the ladies he was dating was from Grace. So. Oh, God, he dated so many. He's got, like, four kids by three different women. My goodness. Like, he's a walking... All of them from Grace. He's yeah. a walking Maury episode. Like... I suppose. Yeah. I don't know who's worse, him or Nick Cannon. Because apparently Nick Cannon is has two more kids on the way this year. I mean, hey, go forth and procreate, but... It's in the Bible. I mean, that is in the it's Bible. It's one way to think about it. Does, does it say with one person, though? <laughs> so, I don't know. It's but, heavily implied. <laughs> it's heavily implied, but not specifically stated. One man, one woman, one lifetime, I think it's, it's well, generally stated. He That might be a paraphrase. But I feel like, I mean, not to get into Jeff's personal life, but didn't he have, like, four kids before we were... So it was before... He had a lot before we stopped talking to him. So it was before we were 30. I think that he had babies. Like, very, very little. Like, one or two. Yeah. Possibly It's two. funny how him and your right brother... Right at the moment when he stopped talking to me. It's funny how him and your brother are so similar, except for on that aspect. That is an interesting thing. <laughs> it's funny, because, like, he had, like, at least three kids by, like, three different women at the time. Before, and wasn't married to any of them. And then you have your brother, who's been married for five or six years. And and we can assume no kids. Still hasn't had We sex. don't really know. I Therefore, suppose. no kids. So, it is what it is. We talk to the Grace crew, I guess. Oh. Just, See if there's any dirt. Oh, there's always dirt. Especially with church dirt, people. Huh? There's always dirt. But yeah, so let's get back to, to what happened that night. So yeah, when your family just straight up disrespected my home, disrespected my parents and lied in my face. You know, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So I thought, well, I just haven't seen that side of Joel in the past year. You know, I mean, we had only been together at this point. Well, no, this point we had been together a year. We've been together over a year. And it was just like, okay, he's just really good at hiding. I mean, people can hide aspects of themselves. You know, like you, you, you see on TV or to bring it up again, the Maury Show. People will have whole second, third families out there. Oh, what was that that was on the news recently? That firefighter had, like, multiple wives, multiple girlfriends, like, all, like, eight different lives going on. So, I would not, I, I was, I thought Joel was going to be exactly like them. I mean, I knew that he loved his parents, you know, he emulated them, so I was like, well, I just haven't been in a situation where... He could disrespect. And it's interesting. I should have known because at no time in that what two years I had known you, year I had been dating you, had you just been traipsing around my house and going through stuff. Like, I think one time you walked into the kitchen to get something to drink. And we were like, we don't do that in this house. And you yeah. never did it again. Thank you. Well, you can do it now. I literally, <laughs> I literally didn't know that that was a problem. Um, the closest I came in my lifetime was I went into a friend's house. They didn't know I was there for a couple of hours. And when I was leaving, the mom was like, how long have you been here? I said, a couple of hours. I said, in the future, you're going to have to knock and let us know you're here. Because I don't really like that. Yeah. Comically enough, uh, their kid was in our house, Alan Small. Yeah. Was in our house several times without our permission. No, no <laughs> consequences whatsoever. <laughs> it just didn't seem that remarkable to me you know maybe I'm, I'm the only one in my family who knows this or who believes this or who's just completely wrong on this issue but i did not know that it was 
Now, if you had a door closed and locked, I'm not going to try to break in. But if you just have doors open where I could walk into the other room, especially if you're in that room, uh, you know, unless you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing, I didn't know that it wasn't okay to go around someone's house. Like, I, I would wager people listening to this might even feel a 50-50 split on some level because some of them probably allow people to just treat their house like it's their house. And I didn't know I was the kind of guest who couldn't treat the house like it was my house. Because all I went for, personally, was something to drink, a glass. So I actually had the Mountain Dew in my hand. <clears throat> but, you know, I apologize. I, I was wrong. You know what's interesting? How Jeff and your brother, we'll get to this in a second, you know, disrespected me and my dad by lying on him. But didn't Jeff also disrespect your parents when he stayed there? Yes. Yeah, because he lived with your parents for a while, and he would poop in the toilet and not flush it. Here's the thing like, about Jeff. what kind of... What? The, Even a dog will cover their poop if they're out in the, in the grass or in the trees or leaves or whatever. You're a grown man. Flush the toilet! So here's the thing about Jeff. Like, Jeff comes from a culture... That flushes the toilet! Where respect <laughs> is insanely important. And when he felt disrespected for whatever reason, that was important to him. But then he then should again, have so, moved out of your parents' house. Let me finish sorry, the statement. Sorry, sorry. So when he disrespected your father and felt some kind of way about it, then he should know better in my house where he's living with my parents to not disrespect them. And then what he did was he was supposed to pay rent or whatever when it came time to that, he just kind of ghosted us. It just disappeared. And then he left all of his stuff scattered throughout the room. Like, it was a real mess. And so my mom had to clean that up because we tried to communicate to him. I worked with him. I tried to communicate to him that he needed to help us come and get his stuff. He said, um, you know, he, he acknowledged that that was true and then just never came over to get his stuff. So we had to bag it up in bags and throw it away because, I mean, what else were we supposed to do with it? And it was just such a weird moment. It's like, why are you treating my parents so poorly when they allowed you to live in their house rent-free? And eventually we came to a decision together, all four of us, that we would start becoming, you know, men and take care of our family and pay the rent and help out with that sort of thing and... We both had a job at the aquarium. All, actually, all three of us, my dad, Jeff, and I. So, you know, we, we could probably afford some kind of level of assistance and all of this kind of stuff. And we sat there and talked about all of these things and came to a conclusion. And then, like, two weeks later, he ghosted us and refuses to talk to me anymore. It's funny how out of, out of everybody, you're the only one he doesn't talk to anymore. And he was your friend first. But it's also... I don't know. He's just so... I just don't understand. In this situation, that. like, that's happened multiple times. Um, I have talked to Z, but Z was a friend of mine and a friend of my family's, and now he can talk to them and can hardly talk to us. And it's, you know, he that's chose a your sad brother over state you, which is weird affairs. Yeah, I just... I'm not sure if that's the case, but I, I definitely feel like Z let me down. Jeff let me down 
And I really don't see, and maybe I'm blind to this, but I don't really see myself letting any of these people down in the same way. Yeah. You know what's interesting is how every time your family is in my house, in my personal space, whatever, they want me to change. So, you know, my parents are like, hey, sit in the living room, whatever you need, we'll get it for you. Just sit here. No, I can walk around, I can do what I want, blah, blah, blah. that's your mother. My dad, not smoking, not blow, or not blowing, you know, smoke in anybody's face, just reaching out his hand, hi, nice to meet you. And, oh, he's blowing smoke in my, he needs to stop smoking, da, 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 da. Like, every time they are in our house, and like, I've asked your mom, hey, invite me to stuff if, you know, you want me to come. Oh, that's not how we do things. You don't want to invite people to things? That makes no sense. It's like they want me and my family to bend over backwards for them but they won't even do a modicum of respect reach out your hand and shake my dad's hand sit on the couch and if you want something to drink we'll grab it for you invite me to your crap to quote pierce on community like they just why do they have no home training (laughs) i will say this about the whole uh, stay here and we'll go and get you food or drink or whatever you have to ask us permission to yeah do it in a restaurant have you ever seen your mother get up and go to the kitchen or walk by the counter like a waffle house or something to refill her drink i don't think that that's the same kind of thing. but i'm but saying here's my statement here's my statement we're waiting on you because you are guest in our home so just sit there and say hey actually my blood sugar's low can i get a piece of cheese and some juice sure what just do that What's wrong with that? Am I am I asking for too much? So here's my statement. So if someone asked you to stay in this room and don't leave unless I give you permission, you know, I think that at that moment it should be agreed upon that that's an appropriate thing to do. And my parents, primarily my mom and, and Jeff, just kind of didn't think that through. They didn't respect that for whatever reason, suddenly and completely. And when, when I did it, I don't remember anyone being like, look, you can't do these things. Don't do them. Because I wouldn't have gone above and beyond the call of duty to, like, disrespect you on purpose. Whereas my mom in this situation, I told her not to do it. I know your parents told her not to do it. And then immediately, seconds later, she's disappeared into your house. So, behind closed doors. So that was another thing. Like, the doors were closed. Yeah. She went Because at that house, you could doors. close the doors to the kitchen. So, yeah, she went. And all the doors were closed. <laughs> I remember thinking that as we walked in. Okay, okay they've closed all the doors. Now and, they're all upstairs. And the only door that was open was the bathroom. Okay. Came, Do you have to pee? Go pee. That's fine. You know? <laughs> you know, it, it's a it's a odd thing to have happen to you. But no, it's but not But at the odd. same token. It's not odd. I have to disagree with you. You would, think you about would it. totally do what they said to think do. Think about it. But think about it everybody's house has different rules. Some people, you walk in their house, they're like, please take off your shoes and leave them at the front door. You know, whether it's a cultural thing or a cleanliness thing, some people, you go in their home, please keep your shoes by the door. Our rule is, don't walk around our house. We don't know you like that. Don't walk around. Every time I went to your parents' house, I stayed in the living room, unless both of us, you invited me to go hang out in your room. I never went in your mother's room, your father's room, your brother's room, your sister's room. I saw it on my way down the stairs or my way up the stairs. 
But I never went in there and was just hanging out in Michael's room like, so what you got? Oh, is this your textbook? I never went in your parents' room. Oh, look at that. I never did that. I never did that. I sat in the living room or the kitchen, you know, because it's all open concept. So, you know, hey, I'll come in here with Joel in this room. I didn't even know the other family room had a piano for years. That's how little I walked around your parents' house. And I think that's the difference. Like, when I grew up... It's just a respect thing. People would always say when you go into their house, Welcome to my house. My house is your house. You could do whatever you want to do. And obviously, that does not mean do whatever you want to do. It means treat your house and my house with respect. Yeah. Think about it. For example, I went ahead and... Um, I shot a wedding at a beautiful house in Alpharetta and it had, you know, it's big, beautiful, like six bedrooms, whatever. And you know what I did? I was where they did the ceremony. I was where the bride got ready and the backyard where they had the reception. I didn't walk anywhere unless the bride and groom were like, Hey, follow us in the here and take some pictures in here. Take a picture of the caterers doing this. That's the only time I walked through the house. I didn't traipse through. I didn't go look at their bedrooms. If I want to do that, I'll rent it on Airbnb or I'll look it up on Zillow or something. But I stayed where I was supposed to be because I'm not going to traipse through somebody's house. I find that to be totally normal and right. I mean, that that's how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to treat people with respect. I just, I don't know why your mother acted like it was, and people probably be like, well, why do you think it's the end all be all that she didn't? Look. I'm not saying we had something to hide. I'm not saying that. But I'm also saying I didn't know Janet like that. Sure, I've been to her home and hung out with her son. But I don't know her like that. You can know people for years. You can work. Like you see on the, on the news. It's like, oh, yeah, I lived across the street from them, next door to them for years. I didn't know they would blow this up. You know, you never know. You don't really know somebody. I don't know if she's going to go in my kitchen and hawk a loogie in my carton of milk. I don't know her. And now that... And that was 2009. Now that I do know Janet, and it's been a, a, over a decade, oh, I would not trust her in my kitchen. I wouldn't trust her on my front porch. I don't trust I don't trust her as far as I can throw her, and I can't throw her because she is a large woman. I do not trust her. Our, 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 our feelings were right. Same with Michael and Jeff. I don't trust any of them. And then you're going to lie on my page. I was right. Th- I know my dad didn't blow smoke. I wish I had, I wish blink cameras and ring cameras and nest cameras and all that stuff was prevalent back then. Cause I would have loved for them to be like, he blew smoke in my face and then played back the security footage. But the thing with your family is you can have evidence with photos and video and audio and text messages and show them the proof to their face. And they'll still be like, it didn't happen or I don't care that it happened. And I am getting riled up. I need to bring it down a little bit. Cause I'm like mentally jumping ahead. A lot of episodes. <laughs> Whew. You're definitely up to eleven. I'm, I, I, yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it back down to a four. We're good. We're okay. We're okay. Think of the happy trees. <laughs> just think of Bob Ross. But it's just, I thought that you would. Be, I mean, Jeff was one of your close friends. That was your mother, your brother, your sister, and Jessica just kind of like was along for the ride. So I was like, well, they're all gonna lie to my face. So will Joel. Because, you know... Now, that's a good stopping point for the question. So, my question to you, then. Have I done these things? No. That's the thing. They... You... 
<laughs> there was one time when I asked you to do something, to like go to the store or something, and you mumbled it under your breath. I caught it on the security camera. You're like, what? And I caught that. But outside of that, no, you haven't done anything in like 14 years. And to be fair, if you don't know you're being recorded, I'm sure everyone has had a stray thought that they said to themselves. I happen to be an idiot and I say things out loud to myself. I talk to myself out loud. But that's only when I'm like super alone, or at least I thought it was. You're never alone. And <laughs> Not with me. You're just working through your thoughts and getting rid of them. It's like shooting them off on a shotgun to eject them. So you're like, all right. Yeah, learn to tamp thought. them down. That's what I've done. See, and you did that. You probably have had those thoughts. Probably about my mother. Oh, I've had lots of thoughts. Lots of I'm thoughts. like that Twilight Zone episode. We all have lots of thoughts. Where the guy was like, I've thought it, but I I've never acted on it. Remember that one with the with the bank that has the guy that played yeah. the Darren? I robbed the bank in my brain every, every single day. day. Like, but I don't rob I the don't bank in it. reality because that's just not how it is. So The ending of that yeah, episode is great. Your own private though. thoughts are unfortunately not necessarily the happiest thing on the planet all day long every day. Yeah. And yeah, I was stupid and should have gotten that under control. But and you know what else about that? To have night? one moment where you can, like, if that's the only example you could think of in as long as we've known each other. It's pretty epic. There was something else that happened that night that I'm still miffed about. So we went to Rusan's. And that's a sushi restaurant here in the Atlanta area. Uh, I think they might have a couple out-of-state locations. But regardless, we went there. And Jeff ordered all this stuff. Didn't bring any money. And you had to pay for him. Yeah, I remember that. He never paid you back. And didn't he promise me a sake bone? I don't remember if it was that time or another time he was at Rusan's. Because I remember we went to Rusan's with, like, coworkers or something. He was it there. It was somebody. Maybe it was Z or... I know we went with your Martin. cousins I don't remember a few years was. later. But we were at Rusan's with Jeff, and he promised you a sake bomb or something. And then neither I nor he have given you one. I still haven't had a sake bomb and it's been over 10. And I don't even drink. I just I just want to do the slam the table. I just want it for the theater of it, for the theatrics. Yeah, there's a lot of fun theatrics. I don't even like beer. So, ugh. It tastes like feet. Most, except for Red Stripe. Pickled feet. Red Stripe tasted okay the one time I had it. But, yeah. he, he I remember Jeff ordered all this food. That, and I almost feel like he was doing that as a way to stick it to you. Because he ordered all this food. Didn't finish most of it. And it was like, oh, man, Joel, I forgot my wallet. Can you cover me? I'll pay for you back on Friday. And never paid Joel back. See, and it was a total dick a just as a person. I <laughs> had a friendship with Jeff, like my friendship with Z, that's just very, very, very much like, hey, if you're down, I got you. Well, that's and one thing. we both thing. feel that way about each other most of the time, especially around this, this era, around this year. That's one thing, you but know, Jeff's been down on his luck many times. Jeff took advantage of your times. kindness for a very long time. He did. He took advantage of your kindness, and he took advantage of your parents' kindness. Was Jeff... How many of your friends lived with your parents? Or how? Well, how many non-related people lived with your parents? Because Jeff lived there for a while. <laughs> one of Jessica's friends lived there. For a while. Lauren lived there. Lauren lived there. Before they were even engaged. A lot of your... But then I believe that's it. Except for when my parents 
but then first got married, they had someone living with them. But I'm saying that like are your the you know your sister's friend, your friend, your brother's friend. Somebody's but then friend. when you were living there, they kicked you out on your birthday. I don't get it. I yeah. don't get it. They kicked Joel out on his birthday. One day kicked me out twice, but the second time was more gentle because I was like, uh, "Michael, can I live with you?" And he was like, "Yeah, let's do that." Yeah, but no, Joel's dad kicked him out on his birthday, and Joel had called me, and I was like, what's wrong? He's like, my dad just kicked me out. So you know where Joel came? Casa de Cotton. For at least a night. I think it was one or two nights. Well, yeah. But still, you know, we My idea at the time was, I will sleep over at a friend's house for a night just or two. Just house hop, yeah. And just do just that with all hop. my friends, so I don't have to, because I can't afford an apartment. Because you know how apartments are. You have to have, like, an income of five times greater than the oh amount you God, pay so per month. Oh, my God, so stupid, yeah. It's like yeah. $300 a month for the rent. Plus, you, have, you have to have a 2,000 credit score. You have to have a $75,000 a year job just to pay $200 in rent every it's month. no sense. Mind-boggling. But, yeah, every time, like, prior to this, okay. I would say prior to this, I didn't really have much of a relationship or interaction with your mom like your sister was always just kind of like there because she was like six well no 2009 she would have been 16 about to turn 17 in december so she was all just kind of like there your brother was in college so i never really saw him your mom would always just be sitting in her chair watching tv and your dad was always working third shift. So if I did see him, he was also at home just watching TV. So I didn't really have a lot of, like I said, it was uneventful. But this is when things started to ramp up. And I, it was, became very evident very quickly, especially their, their complaining, their unwillingness to just follow a simple rule was they don't respect me, my home, my parents. They've disrespected me five times in under half an hour. Or, I'm sorry, under ten minutes. This isn't going to go well. And I like to try to be like, well, maybe it can. And Joel will tell you this, and we'll get into this. I try to make things work. I try to be friends with people when I really shouldn't be. And so, Vandrina is the type of person who doesn't take no for an answer very easily. Especially in this kind of situation. She really likes people to like her. I like people to like me. It's, so it's, it's, it's to that a kind of situation. So if someone says, I kind of don't like you, Vandrina will still push to try to get them and her on either, the same page. Either like me or tell me why you don't so I can work on it so and I can, I can make you like it. me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she had been rejected so many times in her lifetime that especially by this point, it's sort of a point of pride to get someone to change their mind about her and i think she's very persuasive so i don't know why my family just pushed yeah well let's be honest i do know why because they're all racist because they're racist <laughs> let's just call a spade a spade it's literally vandrina is doing as far as there's I can literally see. nothing i can do to make steve and janet jessica michael and lauren like me if unless I had no melanin and was born a Caucasian woman because they are racist. And I told her this before it got so bad. I told her, you need to pull back. He did. You need to stop. You need to do it less often. Whatever the case may be. 
But you know what? I don't know how I could have. I don't know how I could have done that that night without letting them walk all over my family. Not that night. That night there was nothing. This is not the night I'm talking about. That night there was talking about the many, many, many times you pushed to have them like you. How back that night and and that week leading up to the breakup, why I thought you. I mean, you 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 joked around like your dad. You you were sister and you were basically the male version of her and the female version of you. You know, I thought. You know, he loves his family. These are his four, you know, not your closest confidants, but right there, you know. And I thought, well, he's just like them. Let me word this like this. I do love my family. They, when I thought of them as not extremely terrible people, yeah, it's my mother, for crying out loud. She's literally fought off bullies for me. So, these are good people to me in my lifetime from what I had had the perspective of in this moment in this moment going through my head and what year was this 2009 in 2009 all i could think was this is my mother the woman who defends who defended you me defends bullies against me or you were still thinking of her from when you were a kid so this is the kind of person who is trying to fight on my behalf so, and that's why we we were going to try to have this next conversation in the next episode. Yeah. Because I had to have this thought in my mind at the same time thinking, okay, so what is best for us? What is good for this situation? How do we resolve this? And... I think at this point, with that level of disrespect, I kind of almost was thinking something like, is it resolvable? Yeah. I I don't know. They just disrespected me. I thought you were like them. I thought, you know, Apple Tree, it just hasn't come out yet, and I just haven't seen them. But at the same time, I didn't break up with you. I was just going to keep you at arm's length. And I, I had to think, you know, like, I respect you and I trust you and I want you to see that I don't care about my family in that way. It's not the same. I'm way closer to my parents, to my immediate family than you are to yours. It's not the same. Yeah. But if you want to view it as the same, if you want to think of that as the same, then I can understand why you felt the way you felt and we can talk more about that in the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this though. I did not sleep that night <laughs> right before the breakup. I did not sleep a wink. I still had to go to work the next day. So, yeah, that that was uh, very emotional time. God, how, that, how many years ago was that now? 13 years? 13 or 12 years. I don't know. I don't do math. That, I, 2009? We're in 2021? I don't know. I don't do math. I'm a journalism major. So, yeah. We'll talk more about the breakup his mindset where i was again i didn't want to break up i just wanted to keep you at arm's length see if more about your personality would come out and take it from there but other things were planned so we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode of the i die the day i loved you podcast and uh we will talk more about the breakup and how things ultimately came back together to an unlikely cheerleader well a very likely cheerleader <laughs> I say unlikely but yeah we will 
we all just should be rooting for us. So until next time, this is Vandrina. And this is Joel. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.